man. Facts. Welcome back to the You Know What It Is podcast, man. It's your boy, Brian. And we are here today with the one and only Moise. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. I got Dame with me. Yeah, you know. 3D Dame. We here today to speak to the guy. Um, Noise is a producer out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, tell the people what else you do, man. Because he does a lot. Man, it's a lot. Uh, it's not just producing, not just out here making beats, not just none of that. Not just playing the <laughs> drums, not just, you know what I'm saying? He, yeah, he doesn't and dabbles in the yeah, all man. facets of, of this shit. So. Uh, independent label owner, Full mm-hmm. Circle Core Music Group. Uh, studio owner, Full Circle Studios. Uh-huh. Um, musical director for live bands, uh, arranger, vocal arranger, vocal producer, general, you know, composer, string arranger. Mm-hmm. I've done work on films. I've done work for documentaries. He's a god amongst you men. Know, you know what I'm saying? He's just letting you know what's good. I do a little bit of it all, man. Do a little bit of it all. You know, and then even on the business side, just you know, uh, trying to mentor and you know not necessarily manage artists that's never been my thing but teaching artists the business and trying to point them in the right direction has always been something that i've been into definitely man i felt like um because the reason we here man vic smith pointed me in the direction um bro a lot of all of this a lot of uh yeah shouts out to vic um a lot of a lot of the people that come and sit on the couch man it's just word of mouth references um people telling me about other people um he told me yo you really need to sit down with noise (laughs) have a conversation pick his brain because you guys are like one in the same so i was i was really i sit back and i watch you know what i'm saying so it's like when i first um when we went to the um the backstage bar oh yeah triple b's yeah first time i met you and i was like they was like yo noise put this on boom all right i'm already watching now then I'm seeing the the moves with the Mike Xavier and everything that's going on with that. Then I see the studio moves. It's like, yo, yes, who is this man? <laughs> who is this man? I mean, that that's kind of always been the goal for me. Like, yeah. I like the mystique. I like the, like, who is that nigga? Because nobody really, really like, <laughs> you see you with the band and stuff yeah. like that, and people would just be like, damn, that's just a hard-ass drummer. Yeah, it, it's stick and move. Like, who's supposed to know me, know me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, like, the plan. I always, you know, try to pride myself on like i got two really dope faces Facts. you know what i'm saying i don't i'm cool you know like i i can be in the background lo and vic are gonna handle the rest you know what i'm saying when it comes to the foreground shit so you know i i come up from like you know the the old school mindset of things you know where a producer was really you know just a like the the quarterback right. essentially you know what i'm saying so the plays picking the beats doing what yo get on this track yeah so like position yeah so i'm known amongst the people i'm supposed to be known mm-hmm. amongst but you know to the public yeah a lot of people are like you noise oh bet cool you know so it that kind of is cool to me i've always prided myself on you know that kind of mystique and like yeah i don't i don't want everybody to know what I look like sometimes, exactly. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I like the surprise. As long as you know this name, say it again. There's a fan right there, like in shot. This fan? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Is it is is it loud? I mean, I don't think it should be loud. Change the angle. 
wild shit. Oh, well. That's fine. Hey, that's fine. Yeah, with this one. But yeah, man, so, you know, being in the background is always where I thrive. My guys are like, yeah, now it's time for you to get up front. So, yeah. you know, we've been we've been doing our thing. You know, um, the live shows have been bringing a lot more of that attention my way, if anything. Like, you know, I'm, I'm very cool with just being in the background, you know, might pop up in a video or two. Yeah. You know, but for me, um, I felt like it was nobody better suited to do the, the live thing, you know. I know a ton of musical directors and shit like that. But even when I approached them, they were like, nigga, why ain't you doing it? You know what I'm saying? So it was, and you know, I produced majority of the stuff that we play, Yeah. you know, um, and if I didn't produce it myself, me and Vic produced it together. So that's dope. You know, it, it just made sense to do that and, and kind of come out front in that regard, you know, cause that's kind of my background and upbringing is playing live behind artists and shit like that, you know? When did you actually meet Vic? I met Vic in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, he'll tell you a different story, but, like, I, I, I really don't think Vic liked me in high school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but, like, I I didn't meet him until, like, maybe our senior year, mm -hmm. but I always knew who he was. Right. Once I showed up at Shadow, uh, Shadow Ridge, and um, I started just kind of finding out who were the rappers in the school and, you know, who was, he was already like, yeah, I was already professionally producing and, you know, doing all of that, you know, and working up under my dad, he was still, you know, active in that regard before he just stepped into the business and let me take over the production side of things. Right. Um, but yeah, I was already doing, you know, studio sessions, working at several different studios. At that time I was working at Floyd Mayweather studio off Charleston and um, Eastern. That's where it was at at the time. You know, so I was I was working there under uh, Corey Harris. So, you know, I was just trying to figure out. I was trying to find like-minded individuals in my age group, like, really. Because yeah, right. I knew that that was what I was doing. That wanted to actually take this seriously. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, you're saying you worked at Floyd's studio. Mm -hmm. You were taking it seriously yeah. at this point, and you knew that this was going to be. Yeah, so finding, you know, you are what you hang around. Right. So it was like finding you know friends and and people that were kind of on the same wave as me you know where it wasn't just a hobby it wasn't this just was something serious. to business. get popular in school it was like this is what i really want to do and so my sophomore year um i dealt with some things my freshman year that got me in trouble so my sophomore year the principal found out about my musical background and was like all right we're just gonna put you in band right and so from there that was when I just started being around kids that were like, nah, I'm being a musician is what I want to do. So that was when I started putting together bands of, you know, people around my age, opposed to being the young guy in the group all the time. Cause I was always the baby. Right. You know, I'm always the kid playing with, you know, 30, 40, 50 year old cats. So to be able to play with, you know, guys around my same age that have the same mentality as me, that was a breath of fresh air. And then Vic, he was like that just on his artistry at that young age. You know, he was already putting out mixtapes. He was already putting out, you know, singles, stuff like that. Whatever he could do, he was doing it already. And uh, how we got cool, he actually bridged that gap. We had a class together, uh, and then the homie had a CD of my beats and ended up giving it to Vic. 
Look how old we are. Right. A CD. <laughs> a CD. And so Vic ended up recording over that beat, and I heard it. Like, he didn't say nothing. nothing. I, I just heard it. Did he know it was yours? Yeah, he knew it was mine. And so, like, Vic does shit like that on purpose. <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, hold on, hold on. That, that's my nigga. Like, he, he'll do shit like that on purpose. And so, like, I, I think he knew I was going to say something, like, you know, and he did his shit on that, like, you know, to be that age. Like, he, he did That's his crazy. shit on that. So, I was, next day I saw him at school, I was like, nigga, we got to work. Like, <laughs> you know, and uh, nothing ever, like, nothing didn't stick until we got really grown and did our own growth. You know what I'm saying? Um, it would have been a different story, Vic, if he wasn't spending no bars on his beat. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. Like, I always knew he could spit. Yeah. So, it was it was never a... Nah, I don't want to. I don't want to mess with dude. It was always like, yo, just get if you man, just get on it, man. That's we do some fun. shit. That's you know fun. what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, he did his own thing after high school. I did my own thing. You know, between going on the road and really starting my own production company, because uh, that Full Circle was a production company before I decided I wanted to make it like an independent label. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. um, and so. Around the time I got my first studio, my artist Diz, shout out Diz, uh, he and Vic formed a friendship. And uh, he just ended up bringing Vic to the studio, and it was like, it was like butter. Like, it just, right it worked. You know what I'm saying? That's and we nice. both had a very clear idea of what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go. And so at that point, it just, by chance, it just, everything lined up. Right. We was on the same mission, but now, I think it was a little bit like you know, you, we were young, but it was a little bit of ego, no, like because that nigga was dope with the beats back then too. Like, don't get it fucked up. Like Vic, <laughs> Vic has been dope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I saw that in him early. Did you? Were you guys working together when he? Because I know when he was dropping them albums, um, those last two albums that he had dropped. Did you work on those as well? Uh, Mamie Lewis and Brennan. Yes. Yeah, both of those are executive produced by me. Yeah, see, those, that is where, uh, that's where I actually learned who Vic was. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what I mean? Brennan was meant to be, at least from my view and, and how I wanted to present it, was an introduction to Vic. You know what I'm saying? Um, if, if you don't, if you've never heard any Vic Smith records, you throw on Brennan and you can tap into who Vic Smith is. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, and then Mamie was definitely the brainchild of Vic Smith. It, we went through our paces on that album. Um, but that album, to me, especially at that time, helped me grow as a producer. Yeah. You know, and actually putting together a, a cinematic piece of work. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if we did a video for every record on that album, it could be a story and be a, a short film. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and just seeing him grow as an artist from working on Brennan to Mamie Lewis and just his ideas. I think once he knew he had a counterpart to be able to bounce all of the ideas that he has off of, mm -hmm. it was like, all right, let's just go. I think that's what a lot of artists are missing is somebody that, because everybody is just, in this free thought or I got to be independent or I got to yeah. do it on my own. Yeah. We're, we're stuck in this, this, the world now of a hustle, get it out of the mud. And it's like, I think people get lost when they hear that and think that it means do it by yourself. Yeah. Because realistically, 
there is no way to do this shit by yourself. Not at all. It, it, it ain't. And take it from a nigga that was the one man show for many years before I was able to get a team. Like you can't do it by yourself. Don't keep repeating. You're like always that. gonna have a team. You're always gonna, you know, have to deal with people. You know, when it comes to the sense of the the talk of ownership. Yep. You're always gonna have to leverage your shit. That's how you get ahead in this game. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and that that's something that I think a lot of artists don't understand. And that's really a business thing rather than a creative thing. Yeah. You know, um, I think a lot of artists are definitely okay with sharing and, and being open when it comes to the creative side of things. But once it comes to not even may, maybe the business, but the everything that's out front, it's... Yeah. Artist, artist, artist. You know what I'm saying? Not really understanding that for you to be out front, there's a lot that goes into that. There's marketing and promotion. There's, you know, publicists. They don't want to deal with that. You know. <laughs> How do you feel about management then? Um, I think management is necessary at a certain point. Um, and I, I mean, <laughs> I got to... A weird thing with management because I feel like I always run into artists that have managers that have nothing to manage facts and then artists that have shit going on but no are manager. trying to take it on themselves mm-hmm. um and, and you know that's what i that's what i feel about that like when you have something to actually manage that's when you need to get a manager yeah you know management is very important because to me because it allows you in it, when it's applied properly it allows the artist to stay focused on being the artist you know what I'm saying? Stay focused on that creative side of things. Just speaking as a creative, it's difficult to try to do all this business, get all these contracts done, finish all these deals, and then go in the studio and make a beat. Bro. You, so a lot e- of even just sitting that's here a, talking to people, you know what I'm saying? It. Like doing all the shit that I have to do on the back burner to make right. all this shit happen, all the edits and stuff like that. It's a lot of work. And then still come back in here and sit down with everybody. Yeah. So, you know that's the point of management is to allow the artist to continue to be the artist and continue to keep making the product and making the content to continue to push it further. You you know what I'm saying? Um, now I feel artists, no matter if you got a manager or not, you need to know the business, you know? Um, and there's too much information now to not at least try. Yeah. But I will say, the business side ain't for everybody. Yeah, that's a fact. I will say that. I, I, I could, I could explain some shit in the most base form, and some and, motherfuckers and just not get it. Just not even not get it, but when you explain in the concept, it's just shit that they don't want to deal with. Yeah, There's you a know lot what of, I'm saying. There's a lot of it takes it takes a certain type of person to take on all these things. Yeah. Um, for the most part, if you yeah, the, but for the I, most I, part, I, if you I'm don't want to take that. on those things, yeah, then, yes, because I understand it. You want to stay, you know, creating, turning yes. up, having fun. You want to keep what you do fun. Exactly. You don't want to have to do the paperwork and the pushing yeah. and other shit. No, that that makes it a job. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of artists don't understand that until it gets to that point. You know what I'm saying? And then you know. I think a lot of a lot of artists that I run into tend to go over with the with the business shit. Like they learn one thing 
and then it's all they, business. That's it. Yeah, yeah it's and it's strictly business. It don't matter if you the homie or not. Yeah, because business at that point. Anybody that knows me and that's actually worked with me, like. I can be a shark for sure, but everybody know me as the the cool cat. Like, yeah. I, we can go in the studio, smoke a blunt. I'm gonna cook up a beat. Yeah, I know we're gonna handle that. I know you're not getting over on me, right? So you know what I'm saying. So the business gonna get handled. You see what I'm saying? Like it's gonna the business gonna get handled. So let's just it, like let's build a rapport. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Let's actually build a foundation of a relationship that way. The business ain't as uh, ain't so much pulling teeth, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that rapport part too because Quick had posted something today. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. You saw because I replied to all that. That's the too. most annoying shit. Me ever. too. Like, Listen, because I'm not even a, a producer. I don't. I'm not in the music industry and shit like that. I have artists that come sit down and talk to me. Yes, I enjoy music. Yes. Yeah. But it's a given. That don't mean just throw that shit in my inbox with no words, and you just think that I'm just. So, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, yeah, that's no. a little. It's rude. <laughs> it's rude as hell. Because you think you think I am just that nah. not busy. I can't even get a high, but like I can't even get a uh, hope all is well, my nigga. Like, Grand <laughs> rising king. Here's some fucking. Like, like, here's something. You know, for me. um like is you know it's okay to send me a link to check out some shit, but don't just send me the link. Send me the paragraph. Send me the yeah, paragraph. Before me the paragraph. I'll, I'll read the paragraph <laughs> before I click on the link. I'm gonna be honest. But also, if I've seen like like let's just take it from a social media standpoint. If I've seen your name in my notifications enough, then like it's not as jarring, right? Whereas you checked out my shit. Yeah, you've seen some stuff. You've comment, You've interacted you with right. So it kind of makes sense as to why you would want me to check out your shit because obviously you seen something or heard something that you like. Thank you. That makes you respect my opinion. You haven't even followed me yet, and you right. asking me to fucking listen to you. Right. Music. That doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> like your page private. <laughs> like what? What? How was I supposed to hear about? Put me on the playlist for what? <laughs> for what? Your music isn't even mixed. Yeah, uh, that's more mass and sound. That's what I mean. That's part of what I mean by like. There's more to being an artist than just the studio yep. and the stage. Yep. That you know you have to build a rapport with, especially like media outlets and media representatives, producers, other artists. Like the key is building a rapport. Mm-hmm. You can get a motherfucker to listen to your track, but like after that, then what? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because I can tell you, I've heard a lot of hot tracks, but that don't mean I followed up. The shit was hot. But I got hot shit, too. So, like, what am I following up for? There's no no motivation for me to follow up. You know what I'm saying? Um, And And then it's like, okay, you put the song in my inbox now. Like, is there, yo, I'm pushing this. This song is coming out this week and blah, blah, blah. If there was a marketing tactic or something yeah. behind it or, you know, you needed some help with some things. I get that's it. That's understandable. Yeah, I understand. get it. But just sending me a link and expecting me to do the work and go figure out who the fuck you are. Then I got a screenshot, screen record, put some more data on my phone that I don't really want to do. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So. It, it's not going to happen. Like, you know, it, it, it wouldn't happen with the average consumer. So why do you think it would happen with me? You know, 
Like for real, like no, it, it wouldn't happen with just your everyday yeah. the person that you're trying to get to stream your shit. So yeah. why do you think it will work on me? Because I'm a producer. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, if I'm not producing you, I'm a consumer. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like I know how to take that out of it mm-hmm. and be able to listen as a consumer opposed to just listening as a producer. Because I can't stand that shit. Yeah. I be nitpicking shit for no fucking reason. Like it's stupid. Like, <laughs> is that how all producers are? Like when y'all hear music, y'all are just automatically yo that beat is off. No, nah, not even. So for me, it's always if chances are if I like a song, it's because I wish I produced that shit. Oh, okay. Like for real, if if I really really like a song, like I'll play it a few times in a row, it's because like I really wish I produced that shit. It, like this is what I would have did different, or this is what I would have added. Uh, when when it's bad. It's very easy to tap into that consumer ear, you know, because I could like I could give you everything that's wrong or, you know, every not everything that's wrong, but everything that I think may be a problem. Right. Right. Um, But if it's if it's something that I can't like really lock into, like, is that bad to where my attention is like all over the place? Because I'm like, this is. I struggle with listening to whack shit because uh, it like makes me feel embarrassed. Me too. Y- y'all like y'all ever been, y'all ever been in the movies or when watching a movie with your family and it's like a very cringy part of the movie oh, and you just and it's like, like you just uh, like you cover your yeah, eye or like yeah, you like are you try to walk out the room. Type yeah, shit. like it's yeah. your fault. Yeah, like that's how I am, it, especially with I, music. I feel you, like, bro. I feel you. Growing up, my dad used to, you know, do do sessions in his studio, and I know I fucked up a, a little bit of money for him because I would like cry at like off notes. Oh, you talking? Shit. Yeah, like as a kid, oh, okay. I would be in the studio with my dad. Yeah, and like if somebody was Damn. singing terribly. Mm-hmm. Or rapping terribly. Oh, you would cry. You would I be the, would. the alarm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was bad, bro. It was bad. And it got to a point to where, like, my dad couldn't have me, like, in the studio with him for a little while until I got a little older. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, like. It's like, hey, you, hey, son, sound the alarm when it's just terrible. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, so I, I, I know where I get it from. But, yeah, I grew up with that shit. Like, it's. It's hard to listen to truly bad yeah, shit. Sure. I know that's subjective, but it's very nah, hard. Motherfuckers, nah, like, I don't want to <laughs> listen to that <laughs> shit, man. Like, as soon as they come on and it's just sounding, we know. Yeah, man. like we, know. we got the ears. Like we listening to the same shit. Yeah, and it's just I'm like this shit is shit trash. low you? key embarrassing. Yeah, will you tell them if they shit is trash? Yes. Oh yeah, like if you're if I consider you a friend. Yeah. Because it's already my job. Like to to. To be essentially look. critique shit because I'm not yeah. finna let you put this out right. there. Then this look both right, like because like, you both looking look crazy. Yeah. You ain't you ain't like that's the thing. If you're really my friend, like you ain't got to be my artist for me to actually give a fuck. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And like, I feel like I, all my friends are dope. So like, if I don't tell you that some shit you just cooked up or some shit you working on ain't it, I'm not really being your friend. How do you feel like critiques? <clears throat> like when you give people these critiques, did they take it? Or is it yeah, like, a, but have you ever had it, a situation where a motherfucker like fought you on it? Like, <laughs> I've had clients in the studio, like when, because I, I've gotten the compliment that I'm probably more of a caring engineer. And that just comes from me being a producer mm-hmm. and priding myself on the, like what comes out of my studio. So 
I might go a little above and beyond in the average. I might make I might make you redo some shit just because that shit was not it. You know what I'm saying? Or I might, you know, coach you through a vocal that you're having trouble with. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, especially like the newer artists that don't have a lot of studio experience, you know. See, and these motherfuckers are getting this for free. How to, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they pay for the session or whatever, but you coaching them and doing yeah. all that other shit. Yeah, you don't that, do that. That, those are, that's something that as an engineer, you ain't got to fucking do. It's just one of those things where I've always been that, that guy. Like, I, I really love this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really love this shit. This is all I know. You know what I'm saying? So. I, I don't know how to, at a, at a certain point, like, I'll be quiet, you know, mm-hmm. if I know that, if, I, if I'm if i getting the, the vibe that, like, you know where you're trying to go with it, cool. But once I see you start to kind of struggle with it, I might jump in and, and you know, offer some advice. Yeah. And if you fight me on it, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut the fuck up. I, like, because I'm not, I, yeah. I ain't being paid for that shit. Yeah. You know nah, what I'm mean? saying? Nah, nah. But <laughs> a lot of <laughs> artists, a lot of artists that come to me, f- like, you know, from an engineering standpoint, know my work as a producer. So a lot of times it's not really uh, me fighting with an artist or, you know, them fighting what I have to say. Because a lot of times before me having to just outwardly blurt something out, they'll ask me, you know what I'm saying? What am I thinking? Do I have any ideas? How can this be better? You know, and um, that also comes with rapport. Like these are people that I've worked with long enough to where there's a, a a sense of comfort in the communication there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I can I, I don't feel uncomfortable hitting stop on you in the middle of the tape because that I, I don't feel uncomfortable making you redo that yeah, tape as many times as the tape. Trip on you if you right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Hold on, let me let me make sure this is good. You good, yeah. Yeah, man, I could talk Nah, but pick up somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, from producing with your dad mm-hmm. to um, owning your own, how is that feeling of, um, I guess, progression in you know what you're saying that you want to do for the rest of your life, um, and actually doing that from you know such a small age to now? Oh man. Um it's weird because I don't like and I say this like thankfully I don't have nothing else to compare it to you know what I'm saying like uh, I come from a musical monster of a dad and a musical monster of a mom so for people that know them this was expected right Um, for me it was expected, like, <laughs> you know, it, it's just, you know, um, I knew I wanted to keep on doing, like, I, I wanted to keep what my dad started going, you know what I'm saying? Um, my dad is known in, in the industry, you know, um, especially the live side, you know, for really doing a lot of cool shit, you know, my dad is one of the early guys to really put what y'all know as backing tracks like you know behind a live band you know so it's only four cats upstage but it sounds like 15. you know what i'm saying um 
you know, he just did a lot of cool shit, you know, and yeah. he was doing it at a young age, you know. Um, my grandmother was very supportive of my dad's musical career. Um, so he, he got his start very early, Berkeley College of Music alumni, you know. Um, as soon as he got out of college, he was doing his thing in college, you know, um, kind of helped pioneer the freestyle music um, sound and movement. Yeah. Um, you know, then left Berkeley, ended up going on tour with the Winans as their keyboardist. And uh, I believe at one point their musical director, you know. Uh, so, you know, bringing that jazz side of things to, you know, in, in the gospel realm, you know, and especially being from Detroit, you know, it, it made sense. So my dad has been very influential in a lot of spaces, probably doesn't get the credit for it that he should, but. It's been very influential in a lot of spaces. So yeah. people that know mm -hmm. are like, once people found out that I, music is what I wanted to do, yeah, it was like, yeah, he gonna be the one to do it. That was already behind you. Yeah, my dad, my dad, you know, made a sacrifice to really raise me. Like my dad could have been on the road throughout my whole childhood. He could have been playing with the biggest artists. He could have been, you know, biggest musical director. You know, producing all kind of shit. My dad could have done a lot more than even what he's still doing a lot of shit. But my dad could have had a whole nother life. There, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, and he chose to be present for me. You know what I'm saying, and uh, be able to teach me everything that he could. So for me, it's like I love it, but I I do a lot of this because of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you know, I can go way further musically than my dad probably had the opportunity to yeah you know um and don't get me wrong like nobody was stopping my dad he wanted to do that yeah, he, he wanted that to be here for me and be able to you know not miss shit you know being on the road especially with that caliber of artist you could be gone six months to a year straight you know what i'm saying just touring the 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 world you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, he still toured while I was a kid, but it was nothing like... It to was, that extent. Yeah, it wasn't... Like, he would go out yeah. and do maybe like, you know, two weeks at a time, do some weekend dates, shit like that. But he was never trying to do like a, a six-month tour like that no more. He had a whole family, you know, taking care of my grandparents and, and you know, their health was declining at the time. So it was just, you know that's kind of the the push behind me doing what i do and, and why it's come so far it's really because the blueprint was already there for me i'm literally doing what my father was doing you did you start I mean? off like um like in the church or anything i didn't contrary to like popular belief that's I where didn't. a lot of them start i play in church currently but um no i didn't start i didn't get my start in church um and it's not because, like, I had, like, a thing with the church or God or anything like that. It had nothing yeah. to do with that. It was yeah. just... Because, uh, I mean, I heard you mention gospel music, so that's yeah, why I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there were things in that, in that probably, uh, you know, my dad being on the business side of it, mm -hmm. you know, that was probably a big reason why he never forced it on me. Right. Cause like I went to church, but I ain't I ain't never really playing the church bands growing up like that. Um, if anything, I was doing more like 
actual gigging. Like my dad, it was it was like a span of maybe like three years that my dad just had me practicing, 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 and then he would just throw me in the fucking fire. Like, all right, you playing with this person tonight? <laughs> uh, you playing with that's, me tonight? That's See, I, you know, what I'm you trust when I first heard you, time, I was right? like. Damn man, he played in somebody church for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker is rocking. I, I play in church now. Um, I mean, gospel music. Like I was never unaware of it, and it was always a big inspiration. But I was never. Um, I just never like was in the church like that growing up to where I had the opportunity to play in church. Let's put it that way. Right. Whereas, uh, like the church that I play in now, that was like the same pastor that like came from my neighborhood he used to uh pastor a church called second union baptist back in southwest detroit mm -hmm. so you know that he my mama went to his church you know what i'm saying yeah. so it was like it was kind of like a god thing working there because it was like i didn't even know like that's the church my uncle and all his family was going to out here you know a lot of my family that is out here was what church is it? Greater Evergreen Missionary Baptist Church. That sounds so familiar. Yeah. Pastor Welton T. Smith, that's my dog, man. He's a great guy, great guy. Um, and never held uh that's probably what kept me away from it. I cause I did I okay. Yeah. Let's talk shout let's out talk. Let's talk. shout out to Pastor Smith. So yeah, probably a lot of the reason I stayed away from it was because I saw at, at back back in the day i like i'm really that old but like mm -hmm. <laughs> when i was coming up because i was coming up at a time when you know kids my age weren't even doing that shit so um they would hold certain shit against you you know what i'm saying like even when i started as i got older and i started playing out here in certain churches with homeboys of mine i would get labeled the hip-hop guy mm. or the you know what i'm saying because uh, you know, so that you know that it's, it's uncomfortable. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uncomfortable, and, and you know the cool thing about uh, my pastor now is he understands what I do. You know, he knows where my head is with it. You know, um, and he gets it. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't always a pastor. He was a he was a whole singer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he gets it. You know, but he, he understands, you know, um, and the whole church really, you know, understands that, like, I'm using my gift all the way around. Right. Nothing is going to hold that back. And, you know, I that was the first time I had ever really encountered that, you know, because uh, as an adult, I've played at different churches, but I never got to stick because it was always that, that, uh, that little stigma of being a hip hop, a hip -hop guy. guy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. um, and I ain't like that. Yeah. And they, it might have been a joke for them, but, but I didn't like that shit. No. You know, it, it it didn't make me feel welcome. It didn't make me feel comfortable. You know, and it ain't they, it, you know, it ain't their job. But at the same time, like, I, I think that's a lot of the reason why I ain't just subject myself to it exactly. because it was like, nah, you know. And once I got over at Evergreen. You know, and I started playing and, and, you know, really just fellowshipping with, with everybody over there. It was like, okay, this is different. Mm -hmm. You know, this feels way more like home, way mm -hmm. more like what I'm used to. And just, you know, I can actually come here and 
use my gift you yeah, know just be you yeah mm-hmm. you know and not feel like everybody's looking at me because you know somebody knew that i was playing at the you know yeah I got you. <laughs> I didn't know. a lot of that now. My dad had went through that, you know, when yeah. he was doing when he was in the gospel circuit, you know, um, that was what he would always kind of, you know, express to me was, you know, going through trying to the balance of playing with at that time the biggest gospel group in America, probably the world, and still writing and composing and producing and playing you know the secular material you know what i'm saying um you know that was very it wasn't hard for him to balance but it was hard for everybody Everybody, else to accept but mind you you're on the same tour as whitney houston (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying so it's like it's you know yeah so you know but all in all, like, yeah, I, I didn't grow up in the church, but as an adult, I play in church, and it's refreshing, you know. I That's get my good. message, I get to play, you know, it's great. I'm a God-fearing man, if that wasn't already word. clear. Okay. <laughs> nah, for sure, man. For yeah, sure. man. Um, what else we got for him? I don't know. Last yeah, yeah, yeah shoot away, man. Yeah, nah, I ain't even, um, I haven't been to church. Oh, man. I mean, church is where you make it. Yeah. <laughs> My mom be watching Joel Osteen in the morning. Look, she be oh, like, no, you need to hey, hey, look, in the morning, look, no, she, <laughs> hey, look, she is, hey, no, she, I swear, she, I did too. But, uh, no, she used to be like, hey, I think it was like church started at like seven or something. I know I was up, but I wasn't trying to go to church. You feel me? Oh, no. I, like, stay asleep a little bit. I never went through that. I never went through that because I was never forced to go. So when I I would go, like, it was because, like, I I genuinely wanted to go. Because I actually, that's the thing. I really, I loved my church's drummer growing up. Like, he Mm. was just the dopest dude to me. Like, just everything he would do. It was just like, dog. I feel like if there were were those interactions, like, I mean, because a lot of churches don't have bands that play and stuff like that. So I know mom was born and it's so I'm always yeah, like, yeah. the music. And every time we go, it's like, bro, I ain't trying to be here. Like, yeah. But no. Well, being in, on that side, you really understand how important the music is to the church and the actual service. You know, um, you you know, it's it, it. Even when I play with Vic, you know, we're ministering. You know what I'm saying? Our job is to may anybody that paid money for a ticket to come see us forget about whatever the fuck they got going on and just be in this moment enjoy this music enjoy the people around you enjoy you know the whole vibe you know feel like we want to take you somewhere else you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um you know and and that's essentially the same thing you're doing in church you yeah. know what i'm saying speaking of that how did you feel about the um hip-hop in san diego Oh man, uh, hip hop and poetry in San Diego. That was amazing, bro. That that, and it wasn't the biggest venue, but yeah, but it, that, was, it was packed. It was, that shit was refreshing. Yeah, uh, it took me back to like bunkhouse. Yeah, that's what that they were saying in there. Yeah, it took me back to that kind of vibe, and um, I like that vibe too. That yeah. was. It was I don't go out, but when I do go I out, it's like that. Yeah, that 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 closeness where you know, like you feel like you can reach out and touch the crowd, like that's. It literally di- felt like the whole crowd was bonded together. Yeah, like, like, music and, and it breeds so. a different kind of show. 
yeah you know it, it it's one of those things where it's like okay now we get to kind of play with the audience and you know really you know, go on is so it ain't no mess ups at that point. It ain't no, you know what I'm Not saying? Not as loud as in there with yeah. you. Yeah, as as yeah. yeah. So now thing. we gonna go through this together. Whereas yeah. when you're on a big stage like Brooklyn Bowl, is my mindset is always production at that point. Right. Whereas when you got a venue like where we played uh, in San Diego, a uh, soda bar, um, it's more of a that intimacy. Yeah, it's like a jam. It's like yeah. you know, it's right. a it's a it's a field thing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, my playing went based off of what I was feeling from the crowd. So, I ain't have to play, like, the madman I normally play like, you know, because now, I... We was, <laughs> listen, we was, we was, we was there, feeling it, bro. bro. And it's like, what you was doing was perfect, even when they had that little thing going oh, on. Oh, man, music, that but... shit was hilarious, bro. <laughs> that shit was funny as hell. That nigga Vic said, hold, wait, 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 hold on. Cut the music. Because <laughs> I, I didn't hear none of it. Oh, he heard it as soon as it happened. Dog. Yeah, I have an in-ear. So, like, they were, the, the rest of the band was hearing it on the stage monitors, but I have in-ears, so I'm not hearing none of this. So, if you notice, I'm still playing for a minute. Because I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Why is everybody, this look weird. <laughs> She's like, Why are you niggas stopping? I didn't say stop. Like, what the fuck? And then, like, he's like I, I hear the music playing. I'm like, uh, Come on now, like, <laughs> and then funny fact, like my fucking laptop, like something happened with my trackpad. Yeah, I it. saw you over there so trying I, to do something. I was like, I, was, I, I hope I don't have to tell Vic to stall. Just stall, my nigga. Like, hey, yeah, he did. Yeah, he man. Improvised. He did. Oh yeah, yeah that that dude. Like me and him have almost like a telepathic yes connection on stage. Like man. he quick with it. He quick yeah, with he'll it. if if he knows I need some time, or if or even if I know they might need some time. You know what I'm saying? It's like we we always kind of figure it out. Yeah, you know that's that's y'all got a rehearsed. really good chemistry, man. Uh, yeah, you know, that goes back like, to the whole relationship. Like yeah, been on each other since high school. You feel me? Oh yeah. Yeah, I would, down for sure. I, I mean, everybody kind of knows this kind of goes without saying, but I'm going to say it like I care more because it's something that I'm a part of. You know what I'm saying? That That's the thing. Um, it, it's it, it's just as much, you know, me as it is them in the sense of we using this shit together. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's been those 3 a.m. sessions and niggas done you know ended up sleeping in the studio and you know just the amount of work you know there was a point in time where working on Mamie me and Vic was in the studio every day for at least seven eight months and I'm talking like I got three other artists and they're all like nah we cool just <laughs> do your thing do your thing Rock like yeah. get get Vic done you know what I'm saying like and you know, it really pushes you, but it also it, it is different when the nigga that is behind you is gonna be in the war with you. Yeah, like it's not it's not some shit where I'm trying to be puff daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna really do this tour with you, and I'm gonna gruel it out with you. You I, know what I'm saying? I think people get they get a misunderstanding with people like that. You know, when they start up a label or they they're trying to, you know, get their business off the ground, but it potentially involves, you know, a group of other people. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And now people are like, well, what is what is he actually contributing or doing? And you know what I'm saying? How much 
how much time and effort that you put into the actual business for it to succeed for them to now have a place to i mean because if you didn't do your full circle uh the full circle studios and stuff like that where would vic and them be at um, I'm pretty sure I'm they pretty would find sure some they shit. would still uh, be yeah. good. Like that's but. the thing. Those those brothers. One thing I can say, they make my job easy because they, they are they are so sufficient, right? In that regard, you know, especially once one it, it, they know any questions that they have, they can ask, especially on the business side of things. And I'm never gonna not volunteer. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so once they got a good handle on that. Like, you know, the I didn't book the Mike Xavier stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. them doing that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? See, like, I have right, to give the credit to them on that. That ain't a me thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, You know, everybody in the group is bosses, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's one of those things where those brothers are a business. And I seen that y'all added um, Amari. Yeah, you know, that's, that's bro. You know, he's literally the second me <laughs> like I, I don't be the sound pretentious but like yeah. for real like it's like oh finally somebody that can do mixes and i ain't got to worry about touching them up afterwards <laughs> you know what i'm saying facts you know or, you, all the work, you know right? even even in the live show you know like uh, you know i would spend a lot of time programming the show and you know because we didn't have a you know a full full band you know, so being able to have help in that regard, and then just honestly being my right hand with the studio, you know, um, he's a, a great talent. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Great yes. engineer, great yes. keyboardist. You know, I ain't even seen everything he could play yet, but you know, it didn't take us long to actually like really click and realize we we work real good together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know. Reminds me a lot of myself in the in the sense like I thought he was my age, you know what I'm saying? And then like really looking at it, it's like damn, I was really like kind of doing the same shit. I was on the same shit, yeah, when I was that age. So it's like fuck, okay, I'm a I'm a just give you everything I can, you know what I'm saying? Because I've I've never been that dude. Like you know, I don't mind sharing the knowledge that I have because I know everybody didn't have access to the mentors and musicians and yep. producers that i had growing up to be able to learn from so why i'm all the songs exactly it, like i ain't scared of none of you niggas so yeah. like <laughs> yeah y'all could have the let them fucking know yeah you know like you know i'm gonna that at the end of the day i'm not gonna be here forever right you know what i'm saying so, so pass that shit down yeah man. you know like, something that shit. you know something that i know or you know some techniques or concepts philosophies that i have may that inspire yeah it, has <laughs> it might inspire the 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 next cat to come up with something even doper facts you know what i'm saying that's kind of always me i'm i'm named miles for a reason you know what i'm saying like that's what miles davis was always about you know my real name is miles and, and you know that's what he was about passing it on you know what i'm saying that's why we had greats or have greats like Chick Korea, Herbie Hancock, Wayne Short. Yeah, we got a lot of greats due to Miles Davis. You know what I'm saying? And and just the knowledge that he passed on and the and the attitude and philosophies that he passed on. So, you know, the same thing applies with me. Come on now. You Come know, have the same the but that's coming from Miles Martin. Man. You know, and and Vic and back to Vic and Lowe, like they're a business in themselves. You know, it's yeah. it's less of you're an artist on my label and it's more of a partnership. 
if that makes sense you know like not i ain't giving away like no business details or nothing like that but yeah that's how i look at it yeah. you know what i'm saying because i ain't I, I i i didn't start this to be like every other label you know where exactly where i'm just like like the sugar nights of the world yeah no you know like, i mean like strong holding this shit like I need to be the only one speaking, and y'all can't really yeah, do nah. nothing, and y'all got to run under my rule. Like, no, nah, that's not how this shit need to go. No, nah, we not that. These are these are grown men. Grown men. You know what I'm like, saying? Like, like, you know, and, and, and very upstanding grown men. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, these are niggas with respect. They know how to act. They Like, these are... are these cats, they these are my brothers. They know my my family. They know my mama, my sister, my dad. Like, you know, I know they families. Like, we... We are really a family, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I never looked at it. I mean, even still, like I, I look at it like I'm just I'm with my brothers. There's right. a business structure, but at the end of the day, like we know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, it, it it's it's a partnership. That's you know it. what I'm saying? Period. And that's always how I felt because Low and Vic, you know, they move. You know they they move. That's a fact. Whether it's at the shows, you know, networking. You know, I move. So we all doing, you know, shit. So, you know, who am I to be like? All right, y'all shut the fuck up. And it's what I said. Right. I ain't even that type of dude. <laughs> I ain't even that type of dude. I just I'm I'm a producer at my core. So yeah. I like bringing shit together. I like putting shit together like a puzzle. You know what I'm saying? Like I like making shit making a unit and making it work you know what i'm saying making shit make sense man yeah you know a good leader ain't gotta be at the front all the time you know what i'm saying bro for example you know i don't mind deferring sometimes when i know low might have the better relationship but also the better jargon to speak and deal with this person you know what i'm saying like that's so that's what i mean like you, you knowing how to play a role yeah now granted like you know in on the music business side there is still a sense of coaching that goes into that you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day it's like it's like a master p thing you if your if your artists don't come away learning anything then you did not do your job you know my my wish is for both vic and low to have their own labels right you know what i'm saying like that's just like that would make me happy as fuck you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so it's really, you know, a, a team thing. You know, I, I I started it. Yeah, you know, I'm the de facto, I guess. But at the end of the day, like, we run this shit like a unit. Yeah, right. the live shows, they, they ain't lying. Like, a lot of times they won't hear that shit till, like, rehearsal. <laughs> like, they don't, like, just, I'm showing up and I'm gonna rap my shit. I yeah. would learn these cues and go from there. Like, like there ain't no problems. We just gonna do this. That's wild. Yeah, no, like, for real, they, they, they have like, enough what? trust in me in that regard, though. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. and I and them to where it's like, I'm not worried. Like, I know they, I know they gonna come and do their shit. They know their material. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's like, all the other shit is just extra. I feel it. You know, so I try to put, with the live shows, I try to put a lot of the work on us, the musicians, you know, so they can just kind of have fun with that shit. Yeah, bro. I see it. You, um, your guitarist. Yeah, Rob. Rob. Yeah. 
Ravi. That's now he's even more of a mystique than myself. Like you, like yeah, I don't get Rob. Rob is the coolest motherfucker ever, man. Like he's really, he's really the coolest dude in the room every time. Like we went to go eat, get <laughs> Ethiopian food with Rob. <laughs> y'all, y'all don't know who Rob is, man. Rob is a white dude. He be busting on the guitar. Hey, Rob, Rob is this motherfucker was like, "Yo, I think I'm gonna come back." Like, <laughs> I, I was surprised he said that because I was like, "Oh yeah, like, man, I might not hey, come Rob, back." Rob, <laughs> Rob come to the barbecue, bro. Oh, yeah, Rob, yeah. Come barbecue, Rob, Rob he busting is, down the ribs and a solid dude. Like you know, yeah. Rob wants to be a part of the shit. It ain't a, another gig for Rob. Yeah, that's you know that's why I love him. Like Rob is playing on a lot of the records that we're playing. You know, if you heard if you hear a guitar part on it, chances are either myself or Rob did it. Ninety percent of the time, Rob did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it's like you know, I love that you keep incorporating your your them with the the music too. Yeah. So all of you guys. So when it comes to the instrumentations on like Vic songs or mm-hmm. Miles or whoever, that's all of you. No, um, I mean, I'm trying to get it to be more so now. Like, for me, the first three, all of Miles' projects, oh, no, 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 just the first three um, under Full Circle, I produced pretty much solely. Um, and then he did one um, called Make the World Feel Good that was produced by Epic the Dawn. Well, it, we got the beats from Epic, low really vocally produced himself on that album and then i mixed and mastered it played some shit here and there rob played on one of the songs on that album um rob is probably the only one that has played on shit you know what i'm saying but for the most part with low how how we used to do it it would basically be me and him would just lock in the studio i'll cook up some shit or play some shit you know what I'm saying? We we rarely do practice shots. So right. usually if he's recording to it, it's going. You know? Um with Lois I mean not with Low, with Vic is different. Vic will a lot of the times have like a skeleton of a beat already. And so he'll bring that and then I'll try to I'll see what I can do to it to be real. Like a lot of times I'll tell bro like I'm not doing none of this, bro. Like it's done. It's good. You know what I'm saying? And, and he needs that. Sometimes, like sometimes you need that. Like, you know what I'm um, saying? Like sometimes you just need that validation. Like, oh, all right, it's cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because um, I, I need it from time to time too. Um, but then you know there are times where I might strip the drums down, reprogram the drums. A lot of the chord progressions that you hear, if it's like keys playing, then yeah, that's me. Um, and then there are times where Vic will just get on one of my beats that I did everything on. But um I usually don't bring in other musicians till after the fact. Like till after all the recordings done and shit like that. And then I'll usually bring Rob in and have him overdub any guitar parts. If it was a guitar part that I had in my head, I'll like lay a scratch of it and then have him come and re record it. Gotcha. And he'll fuck around and be like, No, nah, that's good. Like, what you need me to record it for? And then um other times like a lot of the records, it, Rob is writing those parts. You know, he's coming up with those parts on the fly. So, you know, that's cool because it gives me a different uh, different ear on it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He he always hears shit that I'm not hearing because right. he, he just has a different ear. You know, he's a, he, we call him our theory Bible. Like, he, he teaches music. 
you know, uh, he's walking music theory Bible. That's the you good know part about having a team too. Like in, in that aspect, like I'm pretty sure y'all all are pretty good at the same type of things. Yeah. But somebody might, you know, have that ear a little yeah. bit better and fine tuned than what you have. So mm-hmm. it's like that. That's why it's good to have a team in certain yeah, aspects. Man. And so people who are always trying to like some of those artists who do have a, a hard time like um, working with other people yeah i'll I'll say because like they might you might be able to critique them on something and it's like mm, they heard it but they just gonna keep going about the collaboration whatever so it's like collaboration you gotta have a sense of security like you You gotta understand i'm still yeah you're not saying that you can be dope and do every beat that i do is not dope it don't make me uh Uh, less of a like i'm that nigga bro like you know, but and and just because it might not be dope to me, don't mean it. It's not dope to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's about how I always took critique and shit like that is take it, try it. If it worked, cool. Mm-hmm. Try it both ways. You know what I'm saying? And now you got two right. things. At least you tried it, and you might have something else might have derived stumbled, from that. There you go. You stumble upon something. Else. You know, it's never some other greatness. You know, it, it's never about. Even if somebody is trying to break you down, like yeah. it, mm-hmm. I never even look at it like that because while that person might be trying to break me down, you really fucked up, <laughs> and now my brain's working, and I'm <laughs> I'm gonna fuck around and figure out some other shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you gotta be open to that kind of shit. I can't I can't stand when everything everything is hot and niggas losing their mind. Cause like I be I it, it I want I to impress myself. You know what I'm saying? So if it's something that I'm not even impressed with, you know, it's like okay. But I feel like that goes back to them friends who like yeah, yes, man, as motherfuckers, you need motherfuckers in your circle have that that'll tell you, hey man, this thing, yes, man, right? Yeah, and that's one thing. Like you know, we never had an issue with. Like I, I mean, I I would let that be known from day one. Like I am not Captain Know It All. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me know this. I know a lot, but at the end of the day, this is a collaboration. So, I'm still open to shit. I'm not. This ain't a my way or the highway type. There you go. And if you are working, if you're a producer and you're working with an artist and they don't feel they can come to you in that manner, then you're doing something wrong. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah. So we never really had that issue. You know, I could if Low had a whack verse, which ain't really a thing. I would let him know, <laughs> like he, you know, if anything, like I nitpick, so it might be like, do this line really make sense, or could you do something? You know what yeah. I'm saying, like that type of shit. But like, it's always him coming at me with heavier. it. Okay. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's that. the that's the thing that I like. It's it's always like, if it's something that I would have pointed out, they usually come to me with it before before you I even have to point it out. And so that's was that's why it's like there's a comfort level that I have that probably a lot of producers don't have is it's not even com- it's confidence yeah like I'm confident that my brother's gonna do their shit no matter what studio what producer they working with facts yeah. you know what I'm saying but also I'm secure enough in my shit and I know where I'm at to where you know you got a lot of cats that are th- might feel away when another producer is working with somebody that you work so closely with yep that that's never been a thing 
I've had to like really more often than not tell artists it's okay. <laughs> because like no, at the end of the so day, okay. you gotta think that's a lot of work, bro. Yeah. That's a lot of work for one brain to be doing. Yeah. You know, making making the beats on everything. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 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 not Damn. my ego ain't that big. Yeah, to yeah. where it's you like, know yo, I'm saying? about to make all fifteen. Because I don't want the music tracks. to suffer. Yeah. I don't want the music to suffer. You know what I'm saying? The quality begins to go down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I pride myself on that Dr. Dre mentality where it's like, I don't even have to touch a key to make a difference in this track, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm nine times out of ten, I'm still mixing it. Yep. You know, I might still add certain shit, you know. Um, my strong suit in that point is arrangement. Making it. Like, I, I feel like I do better, like, fucking with other people beats and tweaking shit on, on my artist Yo. shit than my own shit. You know what I'm saying? That's how I be feeling a lot about just shit. Anything, pretty much, like, it's like I can help people out a lot more. Like, even with the, the whole, say, podcast and just, like, I'm like, hey, bro, like, I be giving you ideas, like, hey, we should do this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, sometimes when I'm like, damn. Looking at myself like, damn, I could have just did this, this, this. Yeah. Like on this certain level that I may be doing myself, but I'm not, you know, it's just I like going out and helping people out more than, you know, being more helpful than I am to myself. Honestly. Those are like, you got those people that just, they can get the shit done. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what to do to get the shit done. See, and that's like, I'm, I'll, I'll give it to you, put in your in your plate. Boom. Yeah. You know, and, and and those those kind of people are important. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just I think a lot of a lot of those people don't even know that that is needed. Like that that's a whole job. That's yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's that's needed. You know, um, but you know when it comes to that type of shit, like I said, you know, you gotta have that rapport because yeah. just any artist or any creative ain't gonna take well to certain shit. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of. I'll go to studios. You know, I'll get asked to come to different people's studios and check out shit, check out they artists and shit. And it's like, yeah, it's a lot of shit that I could say. But if you if you don't ask me for it, then I'm I'm probably not gonna just straight up. You know, like, oh man, I, bro, she could she could be like mm-hmm. on some pop shit. Oh yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like just whatever. Jump into you it. Know, nah. Yeah, it's like nah, I'm not, it ain't my place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. You know, um, for me, I always get roped into situations like that, like where it's like I start consulting is what it would essentially be called. Um, And then now it's like, well, my nigga, why don't you handle it? Like, well. It's like, so, it's like that wasn't so, that was what I was trying to do, my nigga. That was not what I was trying to do. That <laughs> that shit hard. is annoying. Yeah, it's. It, I, <laughs> listen, I can I can delegate. I can do certain things. Yeah, but at some point you have to do for yourself. Yeah, because you could put as many things on my plate as you think that I could possibly handle. But that don't mean I can handle all of it. Right. You know what I mean? So You it's might like, be worse off. <laughs> just because of all the shit I got on my plate. You know what I plate. mean? So it's like, there's, at certain times, you gotta be able to to, to maneuver around those types of situations. I've, yeah. been having, I've been finding myself having to do that shit a lot. Oh, it happens, especially when you are that, that kind of individual where, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot of people look to you for advice and 
have seen what you've done and are trying to do the same shit. But all it is is fucking... This is what I tell people when they come to me and be like, yo, you should do this, this, and this. Really, you don't want me to do it. You, you want to do, do it. it. <laughs> but you want to figure out the ins and outs. And yeah, so you, wanna, gonna, you want me to be a guinea pig. There you go. And then uh-huh. you take the blueprint and, and now you can go wrong yeah, with it. Yeah, like, yo, I figured this shit out on my own, man. <laughs> like, no, nah, that's not what we're doing over here. So what I would do is, or what I suggest people to start doing is ask for the help. Yeah. If you see that a podcast is, you know, moving in a certain direction. I want to start a podcast. Come sit down. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Let's figure that shit out. Be able to take critiques. Be able to learn. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't learn this shit in a day. Right. This shit took... This is, I'm on year two now. But that yeah, goes into facts. a deeper conversation because in doing that, a lot of people... I it just and This is just me from the outside. I personally feel a lot of people feel that whole idea of coming up under somebody else takes their power away yeah and that ain't even the fucking it's not it's not it's not i don't want to be responsible for this shit there you go i don't i don't want to be responsible for your baby this yo baby (laughs) right i'm just here to assist you know provide uh oversight you know that you may need i'm just here to help this your shit exactly (laughs) i'm I'm an encyclopedia of knowledge in the in the field and here to assist. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Part you supposed to be LeBron. There you go. I'm I'm supposed to be Rondo. Like I no, nigga, like I'm not <laughs> yeah, and, every That's time. Funny. You know, whether it's you know, people trying to break a new artist, um, or you know, man, I can't tell you how many times people have tried to get me to, you know, basically invest into an artist just whether it be production wise financially whatever the case it may be using that as a gateway like you know what i'm saying yeah, like a, i put you on type of thing no nah, like a um like all right so i give you a, a just a figurative instance you call me over to a studio right you play me a bunch of shit oh the artist is showing up cool okay now i meet the artists and shit right yeah. so now you asking me hey you like what you hear just tell me what you think so now i'm telling you what i think and and my black ass i'm gonna <laughs> give you a whole wrong. bunch of i'm gonna tell you what the fuck you, you know is, i see that's wrong yeah. but i'm also i'm not just gonna tell you it's wrong i'm gonna give you a solution yeah and then after i give you a solution now it's well man how about we do this together and it's like nah <laughs> like that was backwards. Um, nice. I just gave you the like, and then it, and then it makes me think like this is why these labels be getting over on you niggas because the fact of the matter is I'm giving you the shit you need. They don't want to do what it. the fuck you need me to come in they for. They don't want to do it. They are lazy. Yeah, you don't want to do the legwork. So yeah. you think I'm gonna do the legwork? And I still got my shit that I'm doing. And it's not that I don't want to help or, you know, it's a competition thing. It's just simply, I can't help you and I'm still building. Yeah, I'm further than where you may be, but I ain't at my destination. Facts. You know, so it, but also don't like, there's ways for us to work together and for me to help without, I got to like literally do a joint venture with you for this. So now the liability is on me too right you know what i'm saying i don't want to be responsible for that shit no nah, i feel yeah. it i feel <laughs> it 
I, was, I didn't know none of the shit that was going on in these sessions, bro. I was just after the fact. Nah, I'm cool. I just yeah. told you what I heard. What you I know? So I had a question. Um, quick one before we get up out of here. Um, the metaverse is real. Yes, it is. So when we go into the matrix, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you give me to get put when, I'm just saying I'm saying listen listen I'm gonna be running studios bro in, <laughs> I'm gonna be running studios in the metaverse so we was having a conversation yesterday it's already working so like you can come holla at me you know but I'm already in, in motion on that shit so. uh, see look anybody that see this like hey. I encourage it get on it on it but don't you know late. if if you wanna like you know if you want to work with me on it cool you know, because this is something that is at the at the very early stages, you yeah. know, but just in general, um, providing services, real world services in the metaverse is just a practice that's going to grow for years to come anyway. Um, so for me, it's just providing the same service I have and it, it bridges the gap. You know, um, a lot of it is nothing new. It's shit that we already kind of had when it came to cloud sessions and you know, I'm in this city working with this artist in that city. Yeah. The only difference is the metaverse virtually, avatar. virtually puts now us together. Yeah. And it there's a lot more um tactile advantage to it, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Because of the payment and shit that's like that. Shit. Yeah. 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 You know, I, so I've been I've been peeping it and I've been seeing it and I've been I've just been wondering like when we actually transfer to no more skin. <laughs> and they're like, yo, if they give you the option, because you see Elon Musk already out here trying to make some Tesla robots and shit like I that. Mean, so when they say, yo, we got these pods that'll preserve your life, the 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 robots and shit, they're going to take care of the world and shit. They're going to go find some new life and shit. We're going to be chilling in the metaverse. Do whatever you want. You doing that? Nah, I'm I'm going to go out naturally, bro. You going to just go out? Yeah, I'm going to spend my days. Yeah, I'm, I'm for I'm sure go out. going out now. We're not, we not meant to be here. I'm going in the pod, nigga. I'm going in the pod. I'm trying to see the foot. The thing is, you're going to survive in the metaverse regardless. Right. So, you know. But then when the robots be like, yo, we found Earth 2, I bet I'm ready to go see what that look like. I feel it. I mean, to each his own. I just feel like I'm going to. They got double big booties on Earth 2. I don't even know. I, it, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like to be real though, I the you know I get the concern of it, but yeah. it, to me, it's nothing more than the next phase of social media. Yeah, like it's, exactly. it is nothing more than the next phase of social media. Um, All these apps will be gone. It'll just be one uh, app. Yeah, everybody goes in there. Yeah, and you know, um, because metaverses technically are nothing new. Roblox is a fucking metaverse. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So Ain't Minecraft like that too? Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where metaverses are nothing new, but providing a more social aspect to it and then um, implementing cryptocurrency in it the way that they have and being able to purchase services, purchase virtual land, yeah. you know, but actually also still be able to get physical shit in the real world yeah you know um is what's gonna make it you know more advantageous but it ain't nothing but just another uh to me it ain't nothing but another social media platform you know yeah. 
outlook. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, I get, I get what people are saying, you know, um, but the people that get addicted to that to the Oculus shits, like that's more of a, you know, self control yeah. thing than it is uh, the metaverse doing its thing. Uh, I'm just being honest. Like you got to think, you got to think of the behavior that we've had with our smartphones and social media. Like we wasn't saying it was like we we take it too far. Yeah, <laughs> that's a human thing. That's time, that's yeah. a human thing, you know. So, uh, I mean, I guess the Matrix is cool in theory, but this ain't it. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know if it's gonna be nothing like that. Nah, I mean, like even like they were talking about like with the Super Bowl, um, uh, the Super Bowl tickets will come with like NFTs. Yeah, like lifelong NFTs and stuff like that. So there's a lot that's you know people just gotta. Research, find yeah. out this information. Don't Anytime. be stuck in the past and, and just honestly, like, be like our parents and be like, "Hey, mm -hmm. like, let me not look into this." Not uh, willing to educate yourself. Yeah, uh. so it's just like, and that's the key. Like, you got to be with, with something like this. It ain't just Facebook. Like, you really do have to not. educate yourself on it. Um, and if you're not willing to do that, then I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? But it, it is something you definitely need to educate yourself on. Um, there are look there are pros and cons to everything especially first starting out so the, it, you know it, i'm sure it will have its cons but the pros of it you know to me they're outweighing it right now yeah especially for um small businesses and you know entrepreneurs independent yeah. artists yeah. Mm -hmm. it gets you you know the metaverse is a big world in itself but here's the thing um take the clubhouse concept where you able to talk to people you you know otherwise probably would never be able to but in this instance you're able to probably get a one-on-one -on -one situation just you know what i'm saying so it you know it, it can have its benefits you know there's already you know um uh knowledge uh groups and and you know mixer groups in you know some of these uh platforms and shit especially on on the oculus shit yeah you know where you know like clubhouse motherfuckers are just going to one location and just networking and sharing information you know what i'm saying yeah. mm -hmm. that you can't get nope just in some real world shit like you gotta have an oculus and you gotta, gotta be able to get up so mean, before oculus and shit like that it was discord exactly you know what i mean so it's, you know, just, so shit. it's just shit's moving shit's it's progressing just and just in a different form you know, but I mean, it's the same thing with like the okay AR technology. It it really got a big introduction, not introduction, but a big boost in popularity yeah. with Pokemon Go. Yes, right. The metaverse is is it can be implemented in that same fashion. Oh, trust. Yes, you see what They're I'm saying. Put a whole city right here on the table. Niggas are gonna be able to interact with. So it's gonna get to a point to where you don't need no fucking goggles to nope. access that <laughs> shit. That shit gonna be lit. And then you gonna still have people in a smartphone like this all day. Yep. You know what I'm saying? People are scared of that word, that artificial intelligence. So right? it's just like, like the elder, ever, just like yeah. the older people right now who can't get with technology and oh, I just it's I never really history repeating itself, bro. Yeah, because augmented reality is is literally that. It's yeah, just it's augmented. It, it, there are changes, and you have to look through a scope. To be able, able to, to see, see the it. changes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
yeah. I get people are afraid of of what they don't know, but it's exactly that what you don't know. And Learn it. in today's day and age, all the all the info is out there yep. for you to learn about it so you will, won't be so fearful of it google it's your best friend yeah yeah man well thank you for this conversation man no problem no problem no worries, you are fucking thank amazing you, thank you um, likewise i want the the people out there to know where they can find you at what you got in the works what's coming up oh man um you can find me on social media instagram beats by noise with the z n-o-i-z-e um beats by noise on twitter um facebook.com slash beats by noise for my facebook page snapchat beats by noise what, what? Uh, <laughs> Snap, beats by um also f- follow the studio uh, on instagram at full circle studios lv um full circle studios lv.com to book your studio time get services get production all that good stuff um and you know just what's in the works man just you know really expanding the studio you know um you know so for the all the artists out there if you do you know want to just be able to come to the studio and just record and have people handle the rest we can do that for you uh so i'll be rolling out our label services and artist services here in the next few months okay um you know just kind of providing a little bit easier way for artists to not only get their shit out but also get views and and ears behind it and actually make some money i feel it you know um and more shows man more shows more shows um i got a a beat tape coming out soon just because why not why not um it's like my detox so (laughs) oh man this one has been in the works yeah no like not even it's just like it's been so many things usually when i try to work on a beat tape uh, one of my artists decides they want to make an album again. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you gotta scrap that. Even, it, it's just like it, it. It ain't even scrap that. It's just like I don't even give fuck no more. Like, <laughs> like all right, cool. Let's let's just work on this, and yeah. that, that'll be there. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Uh, but no, nah, definitely. Um, you know, my team now wants me to you know uh get my flowers so you know that's that's what we doing so you know doing uh a lot of just content for myself got you you know um eps beat tapes you know visual content vlogs all that good stuff so we're working on that you know um now that i've got the studio going and i got a central place to really do everything it makes that type of shit a lot easier you know um and you know since building out the team and all of that stuff i can do it now since i ain't in the studio running sessions facts you know 20 hours a day so but yeah uh y'all will see reluctantly not reluctantly i ain't gonna say that but y'all will see a lot more noise y'all will see a lot more of this face um and not just behind the drums we'll just put it like that yeah man might be behind the lights hey man you never know (laughs) all right man it's uh your boy Vari, Dame, he's by noise. Yeah, we out. Uh-huh. Yeah.